The reading this morning is taken from Luke chapter 3, beginning to read at verse 14 and going through to verse 22. Uh, This can be found on page 1029 in the Bibles in the church before you. So that's Luke chapter 3, starting at verse 14. Then some soldiers asked him, and what should we do? He replied, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Christ. John answered them all, I baptize you with water. But one more powerful than I will come, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And with many other words, John exhorted the people and preached the good news to them. But when John rebuked Herod the Tetrarch because of Herodias, his brother's wife, and all the other evil things he had done, Herod added this to them all. He locked John up in prison. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we stand a prayer, Heavenly Father, as we enter this new year, we praise you for the gift of your word. But above all, we praise you for the gift of your Son, our Lord Jesus. And we pray that the Holy Spirit may indeed work in our minds and hearts now, that we may understand your word and be led through this year which now opens before us to be faithful followers of the Lord Jesus. We ask it in his name. Amen. I wonder what television programs fascinate you. There could be all sorts of answers to that question, of course. But uh, one of my uh, regular treats is just a brief one for about 15 minutes uh, most nights at half past ten. And it's the uh, review of 
the following day's newspapers uh, are, are on the BBC News Channel. Uh, other channels are available. We're shown the front pages of the following day's papers, and in the middle of them, of course, the headlines. Sometimes those headlines are very similar, at other times very different, reflecting the different cultural views of each newspaper. Well, we're now just a few hours into a new year. Apart from the cost of living, those irritating strikes, the appalling situation in Ukraine, I, what, I wonder, has been grabbing the headlines for you? It could be something in our family life, an anniversary or a significant birthday. It could be an illness or a bereavement. It could be our job prospects. I want to put it to you that in the reading we've just heard, we are invited to reflect upon one of the most significant headlines in the history of this planet. In just two verses, Luke brings before us a remarkable incident, a moment when God in his fullness, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, come before many people then, and through the scriptures are brought before us now, we here in St. John's. Listen again to verses 21 and 22. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. From being just one person in the crowd, just one of the many candidates for baptism, Jesus is brought to center stage. The usually unseen Holy Spirit appears in bodily form like a dove and the Father in heaven is heard to speak. Now, my friends, here is God here on earth. If ever there was a matter for headlines, if ever there was something to attract attention, surely it is here. But what has this to do with the lives we must lead this year? How relevant is this encounter 
2,000 years ago to the issues of getting to work, keeping warm, getting the shopping in, making decisions in the office, and the 1,001 things that we have to do day by day. I put it to you that first and foremost, these verses show us that Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ, is indeed the Lord of all. The focus here is on him. Him apart from whom you and I, indeed the whole universe, would not exist. What did we read at Christmas in one of the famous passages that's read Christmas by Christmas? All things were made through him, that is through Christ. And without him, nothing was made that has been made. Now here, at his baptism, we find God the Father honoring his son. You are my son whom I loved. With you, I am well pleased. The heavenly Father approves of what Jesus has just done in submitting himself to John's baptism. But come to think, that's a curious thing. John's baptism was about repentance. About turning away from sin and shame. John was calling upon the hordes of people who came to greet him in the Judean desert. He was calling upon them to confess their sins, to acknowledge their shortcomings, to turn away from all that was wrong and turn back to the living God. It was about turning away from sin and shame. But Jesus had no sin to turn away from. Jesus was not impure. So why did he submit to being baptized by John? It was surely to identify himself with sinful humanity. With you. With me. It was to declare himself to be one of us. A human. Yes, the divine son of God. The Christ, the Messiah, but a real human being born of Mary. And of course, by submitting himself to 
John's baptism. It looked forward to the day some three years later when he would bear our sins, bear their penalty on the cross. God the Father approved of that. And so he said, You are my son whom I love. With you I'm well pleased. And here too, God the Holy Spirit sets his seal of approval on the Lord Jesus. It is on him, on Jesus, that he descends in bodily form. Many, many people had been baptized by John. But it is on this particular candidate that the spotlight shines. Now all of us will at some time or other uh, will have seen a floodlit building. Maybe it was a cathedral or a stately home. Perhaps the Houses of Parliament. And assuming the technicians who installed the lights have done their job well, we will have admired the architecture of that building and been uplifted by the design and perhaps given something of a sense of permanence in a changing world. Unless you happen to be an electrical engineer, it's the building and not the floodlights that is the centre of your attention. I thought about that when I was uh, looking at these verses. You see, the focus here is on Jesus himself. The spirit here is like a floodlight, not drawing attention to himself, but to the Lord Jesus Christ. And if it is true, as we Christians affirm, that Christ is the agent of creation, that all things were made through him, and if it is true that he, the Son of God, took human flesh in the womb of his mother Mary, that he came to this earth to identify with us and eventually to die for us, then it is entirely appropriate that his Father in heaven and the Holy Spirit should honour him before the people at the time when he publicly embraced the task of saving us as he submitted to John's baptism. What is more, it means that as we go to and from work, sort our finances out, operate the washing machine, or sit in meetings, repair the car, visit the lonely, play with the grandchildren, argue with the boss, or whatever we're going to do this year. 
we do so as followers of the one whom, of whom God approves. We are followers of the one who is the Son of God. And we do so all these things as disciples in the school of a man who was concerned first and foremost not for himself but for others. Not to save himself but to save us. Life is difficult. More so at some times than others. I put it to you that if we are members of Christ, we are followers of the Lord of all. Not of just a good teacher or a moral example, but of the Lord to whom all authority belongs. And that means that whatever's going on in your life and mine at the present time, Whatever we're anxious about or thrilled with, whatever it is, we share it with the Lord of all. That's the headline to hold on to. Jesus is Lord over all. Jesus is the one who came to save men and women from our sin, from our rebellion against our maker. So may I ask, what is your estimate of Jesus? What is he to you and to me? Is he at the heart of our living? My dear friends, we can do no better thing than receive and trust in the Lord Jesus and have him at the very centre of our lives in 2023. Often in church, we, um, we say a creed. We believe in one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, we declare. And the idea of three persons in one God is not only difficult to get our minds round, but uh, impossible to fully comprehend. And yet here, in this part of the scriptures, we see the three persons of the Holy Trinity. The Father who speaks, the Son who's baptised, and the Holy Spirit who descends like a dove. We don't hold to this doctrine of the Trinity, three distinct persons 
in one God because we completely understand it. We don't preach it to make the faith more difficult than it might otherwise be. We hold to it because it is the only way that we can make sense of what comes before us in the scriptures and in our own experience. If if there's one expression from the Bible that I think I can be confident that... uh, Uh, 99% of you will agree with. It's this. John in his first letter says, God is love. But think about it for a minute. God is love. Before the creation, particularly the creation of humankind, of men and women in his image, how could God be love? You see, you can only love something or someone. We believe God is love because from the beginning he was three persons loving each other. Three persons seeking not their own but the other's honour and glory. And isn't that precisely what's happening here? God the Father and God the Holy Spirit are expressing love for, delight in God the Son. And he in turn is expressing love for his heavenly Father by fulfilling his Father's will. He's accepting the task for which he came to the earth, the salvation of men and women. God is love, we say. And God is love because God is three in one. So difficult as it may be to get our minds round, believing in the Trinity is an essential part of Christianity. But again... What use is that to the lives we must lead in the days that lie ahead? Trusting in Christ, we are called to be those who become more like Jesus. In other words, more like God. God, who is love. Not for nothing did Jesus give us uh, what he called a new commandment. 
a commandment to love one another as he loves us. In other words, our dealings with one another should reflect God's nature, which is love. In the church family, we are called to love one another. Now, you may be glad to hear that that doesn't necessarily mean that we've got to like everybody. It does mean that we will have their welfare at heart, that without becoming busybodies, we will share their concerns, rejoicing with them when things go well, weeping with them when life is tough. And that will be a reflection of what we see in God himself. In the relationships between the persons of the Trinity. How pretentious of me to have tried this morning to set before you the glory of Jesus, the Lord of all, and to have attempted some understanding of the Trinity. These matters have occupied and tested the minds of the finest theologians of the last 2,000 years. But friends... At the heart of what we need this year, 2023, whatever it holds, is God. This God who made us, to whom we're responsible, and who loves us. So let's make sure that whatever is going on in your life, in my life, our wonderful Lord, Jesus Christ, is the one who makes and grabs the headlines. Jesus is Lord. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we bow before you now and praise you that your Son, our Lord Jesus, gave himself in love to the task of being salvation for us. Holy Spirit, we thank you that through the scriptures and through our minds and hearts as we read the scriptures. You lead us to Jesus, 
our Saviour and Lord. Accept our thanks and praise and help us in 2023 to live as those for whom indeed Jesus is Lord. Amen.